Duff Pay Bays. I'm a Bays on the bottom line. Uh, asks the Gemara Vachachmas Yevonis Miasira. Is it really true that whatever Chachmas Yevonis is, some sort of uh, means to uh, communicate, is that really uh, forbidden? The Hatanya, we have a Brysa that seems to indicate otherwise. The Brysa goes till the third line on Pegilam Adalif, and it says as follows Amar Rebbe. So uh, Rebbe is talking about uh, what they should uh, communicate with, what type of language in Israel. He says, Baritz Yisrael, Lashon Sorsi. Lama, why should I speak Lashon Sorsi? It was kind of like a, I don't know what, like a, a, a comical, a corrupted, a, a bit of a low-class language. O Lashon HaKadosh, O Lashon Yevonis. I dot line on Yevonis. You should speak like uh, the, the, the better languages, either Lashon HaKadosh, we call that uh, ancient biblical Hebrew, or Lashon Yevonis. You see, Lashon Yevonis is fine to speak. Uh, similarly, says Rabiosi, Vam Rabiosi, in Bavel, which was the other major uh, Jewish community at the time, uh, Lashon Arami Lama, why would you possibly uh, need uh, the Aramaic uh, language? Uh, for there's two other very um, useful languages, Oi Lashon HaKadosh, Oi Lashon Parsi. Either um, Lashon HaKadosh, we call it the Holy Tongue, possibly uh, uh, Hebrew, or Lashon Parsi, Persian. That's the end of the Bryce. The bottom line, we see uh, Yavonis is fine. So the Gemara explains, Amri, we answer... Lashon Yivani Lachud, Chachmas Yivani Lachud. They're, they're actually two different things. Lashon is that is the standard language. So true, the Greek language is permissible. It's the Chachmas Yivani, which is either a, like a more upper class type of dialect, or possibly even a, a type of maybe hidden language or sign language or something like that, or a way of communicating that's not for the standard person. Asks the Gemara question. It takes about seven lines to develop. Goes down till the first word on the line is Uben. Uh, asks the Gemara, but uh, really, is Chachmas Yavanis itself, though? Mi Asira? Is it forbidden? Question mark, Kamba? The Ha, Amar Yud Amar Shmuel, Mishum in the name of, or, or uh, be, be, uh, from Rabban Shima ben Gamliel, who was the uh, Nasi. He was alive at the time of the um, uh, the uh, Tanoim, and he says, quoting a pasuk in Eicha, "Eini oilala lenafshi mikol benoyis iri." My eyes are. He was referring this pasuk to like his own situation. His eyes are um, made like ugly, or maybe very like red or puffy because of all of the crying uh, for all of the benoyis iri, all of the literally like the daughters of my city or the other. Um, uh, relatives of mine, young relatives, and and uh, the Gemara explains. Elif Yuladim, Hayubeisaba. There were uh, Roshim Gamliel was reminiscing about the old days. He said there were a thousand um, young ones in his uh, in the general household. Chamesh Mois Mehem Loim Deit Lamdu Torah. Five hundred that were uh, engaged in Torah learning. Chamesh Mois Lamdu Chachmas Yevanis, and uh, five hundred of them were engaged in well, what sounds like Chachmas. Yivanis. And it sounds like Chachmas Yivanis is uh, totally permissible. Uh, one more line here. Continues to Gabriel. About his reminiscing, he says, mehem, out of all those thousand, there doesn't remain any Ella, Anikan, me over here, Uben Achiyaba, and my cousin in Asia. Bottom line, like, they had, uh, I don't know, half of the uh, young people in in the household of the Nazi learning uh, speaking uh, uh, Chachmas Yivanis. So Amri, 
we answer that there actually is an exception for Chachmas Yuvanis. Shiny based Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi was the household of the Nasi, of the of of the exilarch, the president. In other words, the political leadership of the Jewish people, and it was necessary for them to be uh, uh, well knowledgeable in Chachmas Yuvanis. Shayu the Malchus, because they were uh, very close to the government officials, the Gentile authorities, and. Uh, it was very important for them to uh, know the language of the politicians. Ukidisanya, like we have in the following Brisa, that things that for the average person would be uh, problematic for somebody who was involved in um, public, especially dealing with Gentile government officials, uh, those same types of things would be actually totally permissible for them. The uh, Brisa takes four and a half lines and starts here. Uh, in general, if you have a Jew who's got a certain type of hairstyle, Hamasaper, Kumi, um, or is this considered of the ways of the Gentile, and it's uh, not supposed to be done. However, Avtumus ben Reuven, uh, he was a uh, person at that time who was very uh, involved with the government officials. He tiruloi, the rabbis allowed him, Lasapra Kumi, to, uh, to have that type of hairstyle. Why? He was dealing with government officials, and it was uh, obviously beneficial or necessary for him. Kama, Shalbeis Rabban Gamliel, the uh, household of the uh, of the Nasi, he lahem allowed them, and here it is, black on white, lesaper bechachmas yivanis to to communicate in this chachmas yivanis. Why? They were uh, in tight with the uh, uh, gentile governing authorities. Let's see end of the brisa. The Mishnah had said, "Lo yigad aladim as a kelev, a person cannot raise the uh, dogs in the house. Elim king kosher b'shal shalois unless they're." Uh, uh, attached with like a uh, chain leash. Tanarabanan, if a brysa goes for three lines, starts here. Lo yigadaladam a a person should not raise a dog. Eli imkain kosher b'shel shelis, unless it's uh, uh, kept uh, on a uh, a chain leash. Aval megadal hu be'iras muchalasapir. However, he would, yes, be allowed, a person would be allowed to raise a dog with a city that is close to the border, which... Uh, Amazingly enough, uh, Eretz Yisrael, almost every city is considered almost like a border city. The, the things they're doing with the dogs these days um, in, in Gaza and wherever they are is, is really incredible. Anyway, you're allowed to have a dog there. You keep it tied up during the day. However, you would actually let it go and it would keep the, uh, keep the area safe. That's the end of the brisa. Tanya, we have another brisa. Rabbi Eliezer, one who raises dogs is like raising pigs. Hmm. Okay, that's the end of the brisa. Lamaynaf kamina. The Gemara asks, "Well, like, okay, what's the practical application of that?" Well, lamekem ale be aror, and we saw on the bottom of the previous amud, four lines from the bottom, that there was this uh, aror, like cursed be the one who uh, raises pigs. So you get that same type of aror. Of course, I would assume this is referring to where there's no uh, practical purpose for raising the dogs. Amar of Yosef Bar Minyumi, Amar of Nachman, Bavel. The uh, in Babylonia, that's like Israel in a Irasmuchalasaperdami, a city that's close to the border. Tirgama, and that was explained as being specifically one region above El Naharda. I guess Naharda was a little bit uh, dangerous, and and therefore uh, the raising of the dogs by Jews was uh, uh, quite purposeful. Darshab Dostoidim in Biri, the Pasukim Namidr says, Ubenucha Yoimar, Shuva Hashem, River Voice, Alfei Israel. Um, return, O Lord, unto the Rivivois Alpha. So Riviva is 10,000. Rivivois is two 10,000, in other words, 20,000. And then it says Alpha, one Elef is 
um, a thousand alfei is plural, so two thousand. That would be twenty thousand plus two thousand. That's twenty-two thousand of the Jews. The lam dechadis comes to teach you shein shchina shayral yisrael that the divine presence in some sort of intense uh, form does not dwell on the Jewish people. Pachais, if there's any less than shnei alaf and mushnei rivavais, twenty-two thousand. Kama chaser achas. Imagine if they had. 21,999. And there was this woman who was right at the end of her pregnancy amongst them, and she was, you know, about to give birth, and, and that would have made 22,000. And this uh, terrifying dog uh, barked at her and caused her to miscarry. Imagine that. Nimsa, that would turn out that dog caused the divine presence to not be amongst the Jewish people. Clearly, uh, more Hezber is needed. But uh, that is that. Period. There was a uh, woman de Arlas who she went to bake in somebody else's house. Not everybody had uh, ovens to bake in those days. You would uh, often have uh, a woman from one household going to a, another place to uh, bake the bread. Navach Bakalba, and there was a dog that barked at her. Uh, Amar La Mare, the owner of the house, the owner of the dog, said to her, Hello, Tistafi Mine, oh, don't be afraid of that doggy. Shekuli Nive, he's had his teeth removed, so he can't really do anything to you anyway. Amrale, her response back to the person was, Shkili Tivuseich, Vishadiach Isri, take your favors and throw them on a thorn bush. Kfar Nod Vlad, the uh, embryo inside, in other words, her uh, unborn baby had already. Uh, moved in a negative or dangerous way, and uh, seems like she might even uh, have miscarried. The Mishnah had said, Ain porsin yishoven you're not allowed to set um, uh, traps for the birds unless you're, uh, we had said 30, I think we said in the Mishnah, 30 risks, which is 4 mil, which is uh, um, approximately, let's say, 2.5 miles or so. So, uh, me, Osli, Kuli, hi, question mark, comma. Uh, the Gemara asked, do birds really go like two and a half miles away? That's not, but we have a Mishnah, and it's uh, discussing, um, setting things up and worrying about, uh, birds. It says, Marchikines Hashayvach, Min Ha'ir, Chamishimama. You have to, uh, distance, uh, your bird, uh, coops from the city, uh, 50 Amas. That's like, I don't know, 75 or, 100 feet. So if you have bird coops, you don't want them ruining the grain and uh, produce of the city. So you have to keep them like 100 feet away. 100 feet away? That, that's not two and a half miles. So Amr Abayabai explains. Meshat Shaiti Tuva. They definitely, birds in general, can fly much further than 100 feet, let's say. However, Karsayu, the filling of their bellies, which is what we're most concerned about, the Chamishimama Malia, when they fly 50 Amma, they'll uh, spot, you know, 101 worms on the way, and they'll already have full tummies when they uh, venture out past uh, 100 feet. Ask the Gemara, Umeishat, Shloishim Risvisuloi, but as far as flying then, just not to fill themselves up, but uh, just to go somewhere else. Uh, only about two and a half miles, and that's it. For Hatanya, we have another Bryce that seems to indicate a much greater distance. Uh, the Bryce says uh, six words. We box it off. Be Yishuv. If you're inhabited uh, area, filu mea You can't set bird traps even if you're now hundred kilometers away. So is it hundred kilometers or is it like four kilometers? So uh, Rav Yosef and Raba uh, give uh, approaches. Rav Yosef, we underline Amar be Yishuv Kramim. It's where you have. 
uh, vineyards, like, uh, I don't know, miles and miles of vineyards, that uh, the bird will go from Kerem to Kerem until a very far distance away. So yeah, they'll travel even far distance away if they have uh, some sort of uh, cultivated area, maybe a field or a, a vineyard uh, along the way. Rabba, who we underline, Amar Beyishuv Shevchen. It's actually a an, an area that has uh, uh, bird coops, and it will go uh, from bird coop to bird coop. Okay, well, one second. If there's bird coops, by definition, there's birds in there. But Tefuk like, so why don't I conclude that I can't set my bird traps because of the birds in the bird coop? Tefuk like, Mishum Shevchen Gufayu? Question mark. Well. Three approaches to answer this either. There are bird coops, but they're not Jewish-owned. They're Gentile-owned. And there's a different level of uh, what you have to be concerned about when you're dealing with birds owned by Gentiles. Alternatively, yeah, there's birds there, but they're, uh, no, no one in particular owns them. Third approach, yeah, there's birds there. They're his birds, so we're not concerned with him Um uh, trapping the birds if the birds happen to be his. Hadran Alach, Meruba. I believe that was approximately 21 daf. And we begin Parakachayvel, the eighth Parakachayvel Bechaveray. This uh, we've referred to numerous times. If you have a person, a human being who damages another human being, Chayvalav, the uh, responsibility that the one who caused the damage has, Mishum Chamisha Dvaram, there's five categories Nezek, Tsar, Ripui, Shevis, and Baishas. We'll call it uh, damages, uh, pain, uh, doctor bills, unemployment, and embarrassment. And now the Mishnah goes over each one of these five things. Benesik, which I underlined. Ketzad, how do we assess the uh, damage if there was a damage caused? Well, imagine if uh, Bob is Sima es Enoi, he blinds Carl's eye, Kita es Yadoi, hacks off Carl's hand, Shiber es Ragloi, breaks Carl's leg, Rayinoi Soi, uh, how do we assess the damage? We view it as though he was a, a slave on the slave market. Um, and we make an assessment. How much was he worth before the injury? How much would he be worth now? And that difference is what has to be paid uh, to the victim. Tsar, which I underlined. So uh, how do we see describe a Tsar issue? Well, Kivao... Bishpud obemasmar. Imagine if he had uh, burned him with a uh, spit or a uh, nail. Vafilu altsiparnoi. Even on his fingernail, makom sheino osachabura. There's no real like damage there, but it could definitely hurt. Umdin. We make an assessment. Kama adam roitza. Kama adam kiyotzebaz. How much would a similar person like this um, be willing roitza litail to take liyos mitzarbach? If he would have to have this type of uh, pain, how much would he be willing to take for it? And that's how we assess the pain um, payment. Ripui, underline Ripui, the doctor bills. How do we uh, assess that? Well, he kahu, if he uh, hit him, chayev lerfaisai, the one who's responsible, the attacker has to um, heal the victim, um, whatever it costs. Let's say if uh, some time afterwards these uh, sores uh, popped up, um, well, is the attacker responsible to take care of those also? It depends. If the reason that they um, uh, happened to the person are because of the wound, then the attacker is going to be liable for those also. But if they came for some other reason, the attacker would be off the hook. Kama. Chaisa venistera, chaisa venistera. Imagine if he got uh, better and then um, not so good, and then better and not so good. 
uh, each time he needs to go, his doctor issues, uh, f- uh, in the future, the attacker still has to cover those uh, doctor bills in the future. However, um, if the uh, person got totally better, he got the uh, approval, he's back to the same self, then if future issues pop up, the attacker would not be responsible for those. Chavez, I underline the unemployment. How do we assess the unemployment? Well, Roy and I say, we view this fellow Kiluhu Shomer Kishun as always basically like a watchman, literally like a watchman of a, a cucumber field. Um, now, why is that all he gets? Because in the Nezik payment up above, he already got the compensation for whatever the uh, injury was. And this is simply unemployment. Boshes, underline Boshes, the embarrassment. Hakolafi, it all depends on the Mivayesh. And the mitbayesh, it depends on the one who did the embarrassing thing, it depends on the one who was embarrassed, their social standing, and we'll see more about all these five things in the Gemara. So the Gemara asks, so why if, uh, let's say, Bob attacks Carl and gouges out his eye, why does he pay a uh, monetary payment? Amai, doesn't the verse literally in the Torah say, Ayin tachasayin, an eye for an eye, Amarachmana, Amayin mamish, well, maybe it should be literally an eye. Like if Bob's responsible for knocking out Carl's eye, we should knock out Carl's eye. Well, says the Gemara Losaka Daitach, nah, I wouldn't say that. Desanya, as we see in the following Brisa. This Brisa goes about eight lines, starts here, and goes till the uh, first word line is um, Avarim. In the middle of that line, it says Chayzrin. After the word Chayzrin, the Brisa ends. Let's see the Brisa. Yachalim, I think, Simasenai, that if you have Bob who uh, blinds Carl's eye, Misamasenai, we should blind Bob's eye. Or Katas Yodafi. Chopped off his hand, Mikatas Yadi gets his own hand chopped off, or Shiva Sragla if he breaks his leg. Maybe if he breaks somebody else's leg, Mishavis Ragla should break his leg. Well, uh, no, we don't say that. Talmud Laimar, the Pasuk says, Make Adam, that's in quotation marks, and then a different quotation marks around Maka Behema. And apparently there's a Pasuk that says Maka Adam, there's a Pasuk that says Maka Behema, and we learn one from the other, colon, Ma, Maka Behema, just like a person who attacks an uh, animal, that which has to be paid is Tashlumin, a monetary payment, Af, Maka Adam. So too, if um, Bob attacks Carl, two people, um, he has a Tashlumin, a monetary payment that is paid. Kama. Or if you would prefer, I could tell you a different way to come to this conclusion. And any time or most times a Brysa has an Imnaf Shachloimer and gives you an alternative version, there's there's something that maybe was not so glot with the first version. We'll see what that is when we get to the Gemara. Anyway, Vimnaf Shachloimer, Harehu Oimer, the Pasuk says, Loisichu Kaifer le Nefesh Reitseach Asherhu Rasha Lamus. Uh, you shall not take a, uh, a payment, a, uh, a ransom uh, for the life of a murderer because he is a evil one who must die. Okay, what do we see from that pasuk? So you don't take if uh, Bob murdered Carl. We don't take from Bob some sort of uh, monetary payment that can get him off the hook for having to be executed. You would take a monetary payment if. What Bob did to Carl was the Rosh Varim hacked off his uh, finger or his uh, ear. Shane Chayzrin, uh, don't come back. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Okay, we want to analyze the two sources that our Tanaic source gave us. The first one was a Gezerah Shava Maka Maka. Now, if you have Gezerah Shava Maka Maka, you need to find which Maka words there are. So, where is there a, a Maka term by, um, if you 
hit an animal and a maka term if you hit a person that we can connect it to. Hey maka, where are the maka terms? Elema is squiggling or the elema. That is the pasuk vayikra chafdalit pasuk chafalef maka behema yishalmena umaka adam yumas. That if you uh, hit a animal, you shall pay. If you hit a person, you shall die. Well, the problem there is that's not essentially talking about uh, damages to part of the body. Hahu beketala ksiv. That that's referring to uh, killing. If a person kills an animal or a person kills a, a human being, we're talking about if you just uh, uh, damage the person. Ella, rather, I squiggle under the ella. Maybe me hacha from. Here, uh, but this is Pasuk Yud Ches. It says, Maka Nefesh Behema, Yishalmena Nefesh, Shachas Nefesh. So there's the Maka term by a animal. If you uh, Maka the Nefesh of Behema, you pay a Nefesh, Shachas Nefesh. Vesamichle, and right after that, I dotted on Vesamichle, then the next Pasuk in Pasuk 19, Yud Tes, Vayikra Chavdalad Yud Tes, it says, Vish Kitain, Mumba Amisoi, when a man, um, puts a uh, blemish on Amita, his fellow uh, co-religionist, Kasher Asa Kenyi Asa like he did, so too shall you do to him. Okay, and that's where it's uh, talking about a person uh, uh, having a run-in with another person. Well, the thing is, though, the first Pasuk did use the term Maka, but the second Pasuk didn't. Asks the uh, Gemara, therefore, hi, love, in quotation marks, one word, Maka, who? It's wonderful that the second Pasuk talks about a person damaging a person, but it doesn't have the word maka in it. So the uh, Gemara clarifies it. When we said it's gzeira shava maka maka in the Brisa, what we meant is the concept of haka connected to another passage where you have the concept of haka, which is like giving somebody a mum, doing something to someone that's a mum, you usually do that by hitting them. Anan haka, haka, that concept of injury kaamrinan. Kolan ma haka behema. Well, what's the result? The result is a person who is responsible, the Tashuman, has to make a payment. Af haka hamur ba'adam. So to the uh, physical attack that's the, the, uh, that's um, uh, in, in the in the in, in the realm of a person, the Tashuman is for a financial payment. Um, let's take out. I put circular brackets from here till um, about six lines later. Um, the first line that juts under the. Rashi, in the middle of the line, it says the word mamun, and I close the parenthesis. So we're going to, I believe the, the Tysus prefers to um, uh, read the Girsa without this. So let's pick up on the first line under the Rashi. Um, the Gemara asks, as it often does when these Tanaic sources, we figured out what the uh, Limud Maka Maka was, and then, well, why, like, what was wrong with that Limud that you would need the Brysa to give a alternative, Vim Nafshach Loimar? My three words in right angles, Vim Nafshach Loimar. Well, um, here's why. Su Kakasha Litana, uh, the uh, author of the uh, Brisa, had a bit of a difficulty. My chazis, like, why do you see fit the Yalfus Mimaka Behema? Why are you learning about a Maka Adam from a Maka Behema? Lelif Mimaka Adam. Why don't you learn one type of issue of a person who damaged another person from another type of person, another issue where a person damages another person, where Maka Adam, like a murderer? So learn person from person. Amri, we answer. No, no, no. Danin nizakin mi nizakin. It makes much more sense to learn an issue of damage that was caused from another issue that was damage that was caused. So a person who damages another person will learn from a person who damages an animal. Ve'ain danin, uh, much better uh, than, than, and to not learn nizakin um, uh, damages uh, from misa. Well, says the Gemara, if you want to use that logic, adarabah, quite to the contrary. Danin adam me adam, I would prefer to learn 
something about a human being from something else about a human being, as opposed to learning Adam, something about a human, from something about an animal. And that then makes sense when we read into the second approach of the Brisa. We uh, put right angles in and we read the whole thing over again. If you prefer, that's uh, added in. It's the end of the pasuk. That's the uh, end of the quote from the above Tanaic source. Asks the Gemara. So we're using that pasuk. Really, Vahai, I put uh, five words now in quotation marks. The pasuk you're coming to tell me, comma, connector, lemeute roshe varmu dosa is coming to exclude the case of where there is um, uh, limbs that were uh, chopped off or ruined. Well, hi, mi baile, we need it for something else, you know what we need it for? Da'amarachmana, that the Torah essentially is telling us, lo sa'avid be tarti. The don't take the monetary payment, is when a person does an action that would make him liable to a death penalty, we do not punish him for the same act twice, even though the truth is if he did the act, he should have a monetary responsibility to have to pay up and also give his life. What we're telling you is don't take the kaifer, uh, don't take the money, and also kill him. Rather, I think this is the concept of we give him the greater of the two punishments. Okay, the Gemara says, well, hi, uh, the point of one and not two and therefore no objection. No, 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 we know that from something else. We know that me, kedei rishosai nafka, meseches makis, we go over it extensively, and I guess also in Ksubis, that you when a person does one act, and even though that one act violated two different issues, we only get him, so to speak, on one of the two issues, but you can't give him two punishments. So that which we don't make him pay and kill him, we know that from another pasuk. But still, though, you know what we need? Um, we need it for something else. Uh, that the Pasuk is essentially telling us that when you have a situation of uh, a person who did something that would be liable uh, a death penalty, don't take from the guy money. Don't let him pay him his way out of that. Maybe we need the, we need the Pasuk for that. Well, if we needed it for that, in Cain, and we'll say that and that only, the verse could have stated itself in the following context, uh, don't take a monetary payment for somebody who is uh, wicked and would have to die. Now, why though did it have to say these two words, end quote, Lamali? We can see from here. If the issue, that which happened, was a, a, a murder, then you don't take any monetary payment to get the guy off the hook. You would take a monetary payment for, let's say, the uh, uh, finger or toe which ain't growing back. There would be a cover payment. In other words, a monetary payment. One final question to wrap it up for today. Those three words in a quotation mark. Then we go back. We have the Leisichu Kaifer. In other words, the second Pasuk in the Brisa that we had in the middle of the page. Then why do we need the first Limud of Maka Maka Lamali? That Xerashev, what would that be needed for? Well, here's why we need it. Amri. Imehai, if we only had that one, Havamina would have thought that Iboi, a no nasive. 
Let's say uh, Bob knocks out Carl's eye. Well, if he wants, he can knock out his eye. If he wants, he can get the monetary payment. Kamash Malan. That's what we learn from Behema. Just like a Maka Behema. You know what happens with a Maka Behema? There is Litashlumen. You have no choice. It's only a monetary payment option. So too, if the uh, attack was a person or other person, there's no option of, of uh, knocking out the guy's eye because he knocked out somebody else's eye. Rather, it's only a monetary payment. Adkan.